Welcome to David Clark's We Are Superman podcast, episode number 159. I am your host, Bill Stahl, and this is The Power Play. Thank you for joining us for this recap of the American Heroes run that took place Friday and Saturday, filled with a lot of inspirational stories, and I I hope you'll be as inspired by them as I was by some of the people who uh, participated with us there. Just uh, so many incredible people, but um, just, you know, saying... To start out, um, you know, obviously there was a lot going on, a lot of remembrances for the 20th anniversary of September 11th, 2001. So really, uh, the the whole uh, race really fit in very well with what was going on. So, so appreciative of everybody coming out and uh, supporting the race, obviously the competitors there. But, um, you, you know, after I got back from the race, I, you know, I hadn't really seen what was going on nationally. We, we did our own remembrances there, you know, before the races. We played the national anthem, and, uh, you know, certainly we, there were a lot of elements, as I'll describe in a moment. But, you know, then I got back and I saw how the, the Mets and Yankees, before their baseball game in New York, how they had a, a very big um, remembrance there. And there were ceremonies at the World Trade Center site, as well as at the Pentagon and Shanksville, Pennsylvania. And, um, you know, and just a lot more written, uh, people who, uh, you know, were at ground zero people who you know, gave their own versions of memorials. There were remembrances as well all over the country. So I, I thought P- former president Bush probably put it into words best that after nine 11, this country came together, uh, in a time of crisis, we, we helped each other out. And obviously that's been greatly missing in this uh, country lately. I think he made a kind of a slightly, uh, a little dig at what's been going on. Um, but, you know, I, I was thinking how ultra running, such a, as an event as we had the American Heroes run, is everybody pulling together the same way. Uh, I had a couple of newbies to ultra running and they were really impressed how versus running ordinary races or other sports you might play that the ultra running world is all about helping each other get to the finish line. And it's that kind of spirit that obviously would be great to see on a national level at this point. Hopefully we did our best at the American heroes run to honor the 3000 plus lives that were lost at those sites uh, include, including the firefighters, first responders, police, paramedics, and, uh, you know, the, the countless relatives, family, people who obviously were affected by what happened on 9-11. So uh, hopefully we, we did a good job with that. So uh, always appreciative to the Gathji family who comes out with their flag of honor. And uh, Judy was carrying that around the course, which was just fantastic. But one thing I recalled from 9-11 itself, having grown up in New York, it was a a great impact on me, and I was following all the news religiously for for days at a time, trying to get updates and, you know, just following what was going on in one of the most tragic moments in this country's history. And eventually it brought me down. I I, I had to one day just turn it all off and step away from it, um, realizing that I had to get on with my life and, you know, we had to start being productive out there. And so uh, same thing with, with this weekend. I think it's very important that we remember what happened, honor those uh, as mentioned, but it is that time maybe to step out and step forward here. And 
um, not let, let ourselves get brought down, but instead work about work toward trying to unite and keep this country great. And um, I, I think that's what uh, former President Bush was alluding to there. And so definitely let, let's uh, use the strength from uh, 9-11. In fact, they did a great tribute. Uh, the NFL um, had something before the games today that I thought was great. It was about 9-12, about the recovery process, about the rebuilding process, about making ourselves stronger through through the face of tragedy. So, um, you know, I, I, would, I think that spirit of 9-12, so to speak, is what should be carrying us forward now that we've commemorated this 20th anniversary. So I did want to recap the American Heroes run. And I, first of all, I just want to thank a whole bunch of people for helping this race come off just tremendously successfully here. A city of Longmont, Colorado, who um, you know gives us the permits, allows us to, to run the race in Rogers Grove Park. And um, you know provides us the ability to uh, plug in our um, everything that requires electricity, water, everything that we need out there. They're fantastic. Uh, I also want to mention base performance products provided us with the sports drink, which uh, got very good reviews from the runners out there, as well as bars and other nutrition out there. And MCM timing. Um, Mike Melton is usually out there. He had a conflict this year. His son Dan was out there, did a fantastic job. And uh, one of the cool things is we have a, a screen set up so people can follow their uh, progress throughout the race as well as those of other people in the race with them. So uh, kind of a really cool thing, kind of part of the unique format, the way we run the American Heroes Run on the 1.05-mile loop. Um, had some volunteers come out and help out. I wanted to mention Jack Rubelcave and Nigel Leonis. Um, a couple of um, young students who uh, helped out with uh, the aid station and, and more out there. Otis Price came out and helped out, set up the course early on as well. Appreciative of all them. Um, we also had a couple really nice visits out there. Uh, David's mother, Joan, Joan Clark, came out along with his brother, Sean, and really appreciate them coming out and supporting the run, supporting the runners, and um, always great to see them and keep that connection to David going as well. And then Courtney, his girlfriend, as well as uh, Katie, his daughter, and one of her friends came out and uh, added some levity to the uh, proceedings out there. Uh, they were dressed at various times in um, some kind of rabbit, bunny rabbit onesies. Uh, I don't know what to call them otherwise. They were on their skateboards. They were uh, just, like I say, adding a lot of levity to the proceedings. So that, that was part of the fun of um, what was going on out there with the ultra marathon. And then I uh, always want to give uh, so much credit to the Gathji family. They are a local group who um, just supports the, the race every year. They're, they are just amazing. They um, come out. They, they brought out some tables for us. They donated to the race. Um, they, as I mentioned before, uh, Judy, uh, one of the members of the family, was carrying the flag of honor. It's a flag that looks like the American flag, but the stripes and the field of stars that actually comprises the names of victims of the 9-11 attack. So um, just amazing. They come out and support the race every year. They uh, Most of them took place in the 5K race. And so I uh, just always love having those folks out there. I also wanted to acknowledge the Griggs family. Uh, we had six members of the Griggs family come out and do the 5K race. Um including carrying a flag throughout the course. So that was uh, added special special patriotism to the proceedings. Uh, there was Amanda, Jordan, Brian, and Diane. And they also brought uh, little Harvey, four years old, who, uh, you know, 
he, he got a big kick out of being part of the race, I know, and uh, Theodore, who is a newborn practically. So uh, it's kind of cool to have him uh, traveling around the course in his stroller. So that was very cool. So um, as I go along, I may think of some other folks to thank. But, uh, you know, obviously the, the biggest people I want to thank, too, are the all the runners who came out and supported the event. I I feel guilty in a way mentioning some of them out there, but they were – because um, I'm not going to be able to get to all of the runners. Uh, so many had you know great stories, but I just want to highlight a whole bunch of them that were out there that um, really made an impact. And I, I tell you, for me personally, um, you know, it was just great to reconnect, if you would, with some old friends, you might say, and meet some new ones, which, uh, you know, being a, a kind of a smaller, more intimate kind of race, and the fact that everybody's coming by the aid station every hour kind of added to, um, you know, the level that you get to connect with a lot of the runners out there, a lot more so than um, being at one aid station where maybe the runners pass through once or twice. So, you know, very special getting to meet a lot of folks and, and hearing a lot of stories out there. So, um the theme of the day certainly was the heat. Um, I kind of nicknamed it Badwater East on Friday in Longmont. It was 99 degrees, and the sun was beating down. There was very little shade on the course, so it was rough conditions, and it took its toll on the runners out there. I admire the heck out of everybody being able to persevere out there with that. And it was ironic because last year when we had the race, if you recall, a couple days before the race, it was 90 degrees, and the next day it snowed. There's Colorado for you. So we actually had patches of snow on the grass uh, when we ran the race last year. And that Friday night, it was just frigid out there. I think it went down to the 30s at night. In this case, like I say, it didn't get that cold in the evening. It was 99 degrees during the day. And it was 97 degrees on Saturday. So we, we you know, it wasn't bad for the runners uh, in the running through the night and into the early morning on Saturday, but it was brutal. It took its toll. We had some people who had you know, really experienced some difficult times out there. Um, we went through 500 pounds of ice, if you can believe that, between uh, the ice for the drinks and then uh, we pulled out the ice towels, uh, which I think were just a lifesaver for a lot of the runners. Uh, it was unreal how many times I, uh, people were coming, making ice runs for us and bringing back you know two, three, 20-pound uh, bags of ice at a time. So it was, uh, that was tough conditions out there, but, um, you know, definitely, uh, first and foremost, I, I guess I want to mention, uh, Jason Romero, who, um, won the hundred mile race for the second year in a row. If you've listened to this podcast, you know that Jason is a visually impaired. Um, he lays, um, basically flower down on the edges of the course and, uh, he's able to navigate it. Um, it's perfectly suited for him. It took him about three hours longer this year than it did last year. I'm sure due to the heat, I know he definitely got into a struggle mode out there quite a bit. He finished in 23 and a half hours. But one of the things I love about Jason, and I apologize right now, by the way, for my voice and everything, I'm still really tired. I was, uh, you know, set up the course early Friday morning. And aside from a two hour nap between one thirty and three thirty in the morning, uh, I was up the whole time and, uh, uh, so a little bit tired, still recovering, but in any case, so that's why my voice kind of sounds, uh, kind of raspy again, like it did after, uh, all the smoke we've had. But in any case, um, what I thought was great was Jason was almost more concerned about how Mateo Otero was doing, who was uh, second ultimately in the hundred mile race. And Mateo is basically a weightlifter who, oh, about three months before 
decided, oh, yeah, it sounds like a good idea to run a 100-mile race. The, the guy has never even run a marathon before. And I, I was so impressed by the way this guy ran. He just kept chugging out mile after mile. He would often grab a uh, ice towel and uh, exchange out the old one. And uh, he, he just he, – the guy was tough as nails. I mean, just unbelievable how a guy with so little experience um, – he was just – he was not going to back down or quit. It was it was just really impressive watching him uh, uh, conquer that hundred miles in that heat. Uh, he finished in twenty seven hours and six minutes. Uh, he's age thirty one and just a really really impressive performance there. Um, we had a lot of people who were running in the twenty four hour run as well. Um, Anita Fromm, who was uh, with us last year as well, she she covered sixty five miles and uh, quit after twenty hours, but ended up winning that. Uh, Gil Hernandez was uh, he hung in there the whole twenty four hours, made it to just under sixty one miles, which was just awesome to see. And uh, somebody I just love out there. She was with us last year, Holly Lang. She's 76 years old and uh, completed 42 miles. She actually cut it a little bit short because she had her daughter out there um, running. And um, her daughter isn't as fit as she is. (laughs) So um, Holly being 76, uh, she's just amazing how she kept cranking it out out there. Um, Somebody else I got a kick out of is... Uh, Yen Noyan, who uh, they came up here, she and her husband, Peter Bennett, came up from Houston and uh, covered 63 miles. And she was just almost like the life of the party. She was just so much fun out there the whole time. So it was great to have her out there. Um, as I mentioned, I, I wanted to mention some uh, some other really inspirational stories. Uh, Jerry Brown, 76 years old, uh, finished the 5K in 38 minutes and change. Um, we, we had a guy who... Um, I don't want to mention his name just for privacy reasons, but he has been diagnosed with cancer, and I just love the attitude he had. He basically just said, you know what, Um, I'm just going to go for it. You know, no reason to stop running just because of a bad diagnosis he's gotten, and um, I know it doesn't look terribly optimistic, but, you know, why not at least hold on to some, and he's continuing to be out there. And running, and um, he completed the marathon, and uh, it took him six hours and 15 minutes. And I know that sounds like a slow time, but everybody's time was really slow given the heat that we had out there. But, um, you know, so proud of a guy like that who just had a fantastic attitude given his situation, and he uh, completed the marathon out there. And uh, another guy along the same lane, um, same vein, uh, by the name of Gary, he, um, 14 years ago, he, his, uh, stage four cancer went into remission and uh, amazing survivor. And he is out there uh, running. Uh, he, he ran uh, 60.9 miles. Uh, just such a cheery guy. And uh, the, the other thing that got me was that his uh, he lost his wife to cancer um, within the last year as well. And yet this guy had such a fantastic attitude out there. Loved chatting with him. And when he heard about David, he wanted to hear more about David's story and just, uh, just cool as anything. So, um, so, so inspired by uh, those couple guys there. And then, you know, I, I, you can't help but be inspired by, uh, Julia Beckley, who was attempting to complete the hundred miles in the, in her wheelchair. Um, didn't work out, uh, you know, largely due to the heat, um, Julia had, uh, quite the, uh, medical setup going there cause she's got all sorts of reasons to, uh, hook herself up to IVs and take pills and what, whatever else she does. It, um, 
is probably better equipped than some hospitals, what she had set up out there. But she did complete more than 50 miles. Uh, that, that's uh, further she's gone. And I know she felt uh, really good about that. And um, I know she's got some other big races coming up. So just always impressed by somebody who, uh, you know, takes takes it on, doesn't want to hear any sympathy. She just was out there trying to do the best she could. And she pushed herself and uh, so proud of what Julia did out there. Um, speaking of old friends out there, um, Alex, um, oh gosh, let me find out Alex's last name again here, um, off the top of my head. Um, Alex Collins, uh, he and his uh, buddy Nate had come out to the race last year. Um, Nate wasn't able to be here because he's in the military out in San Diego right now, but Alex basically ran for him and he won the 5k race. And it was really good to see those guys come out again. Um, a couple guys who were doing the American heroes run challenge that I had out there, uh, John O'Parker, who is a, a competitive, uh, power lifter. So he's not exactly your svelte runner type and, it freely admits he hates running, but he um, he trained and he was able to complete the 5K race. Um, hopefully we'll get him to run again. Not sure, but um, it was really great to see him uh, put in the effort and um, you know accomplish something that not sure if he ever thought he'd be able to do. Uh, another one I want to mention from the group is David Crosby, who is an 18-year-old who just a couple months ago was running high school hurdles, uh, the, the 110 and 300-meter hurdles. And he's planning to run a marathon this fall. So the uh, first intermediate step was to run the half marathon at the American Heroes Run. And uh, he trained and uh, he was doing really well through the summer, kind of a little bit off track because he's a freshman up at Colorado State University. And you know, once he showed up at school, a lot of other obligations. So he got a little bit knocked off track with his training, but he actually was the first finisher in the marathon, uh, ran 159. And so um, good job to David out there. So proud of him. Um, Dawn, uh, Dawn is a member of our group, Dawn Coretko Bradford. She, um, part of, part of the uh, 10 warriors group. She ran with her dog sky, who is a rescue dog uh, that, um, she is just the sweetest dog out there. And she did the nine hour and 11 minute run with sky out there for the most part. And, uh, you know, she did a really great job in uh, finishing the race just over nine hours with uh, new dog sky, which was cool. And um, also want to mention Nico Brooks. Uh, Nico um, it was one of David's pacers at Badwater and other races. Uh, Nico also designed the, uh, or actually cast the bronze bell that we rang uh, for David before every race. Uh, after the national anthem that we played, we rang the bell 22 times for David. Uh, 22 is embossed into these bells that represents uh, David's Badwater number. And it's also, uh, you see that race bib number on the cover of his book, Broken Open. So um, Nico came out and uh, won the marathon race. Uh, again, slower time than you'd expect with the um, Heat 355. But, uh, you know, he, he toughed it out through there, which was really cool. And uh, Karen Cake Timonier, uh, by the way, she uh, she's the one who, uh, I, I know that was her first marathon. And she was kind of kind of surprised herself. She she beat her goal out there. So it's very cool to see her uh, complete that race. Um, I, I, th- I saw a lot of inspirational stories in the nine hour and 11 minute run. Um, Noah Haria came out from uh, Harrisonburg, Virginia, along with his buddy Riley Volk. And uh, they're fairly new runners out there, but uh, they... Um, they, they were just cranking. I mean, Noah was, uh, he had a few other runners kind of on his heels, so to speak in the nine hour, 11 minute run, but he managed to cover 48.3 miles in that time. And, uh, 
you know, very, very, very cool race. And then uh, right behind him by about three laps was Josh Taylor, who I met for the first time, a uh, 19-year-old who's going to University of Colorado. He's originally from Augusta, Georgia, and uh, he completed 43 laps, about 45 point, a little over 45 miles in that nine-hour, 11-minute run. And a uh, guy coming from the soccer world, he, he's a 185-pounder, not because he's uh, fat or anything. He's just, he, the kid is uh, very solidly built. He's uh, he's a stud and uh, really proud of how he did out there running that. So um, the third place finisher in that race was Heather King, a uh, female who uh, beat you know a lot of men in the race, and she was just chugging them out. She was a really impressive runner, covered almost 41 miles. Matt Madison Gallipo, Gallipo, I'm not sure how, how to pronounce her last name. Sorry about that. But uh, she was really tough out there, too, and completed almost 37 miles of that nine-hour and 11-minute run. So uh, I just thought there were a lot of impressive uh, – th- those are the people stuck it out to the end, so to speak. Um, we, that race finished at 4.11 on Saturday afternoon. So they were uh, you know, running through mostly the heat of the day while it was you know, 97 degrees. And f- figures the clouds didn't come around until like the last hour of the race, too little, too late. Um, but you know, again, I got to give a whole props to those hundred milers who were running with, um, two hot days basically in a row. So that, uh, that, that was just brutal out there. Again, I am just so, so impressed by the performances of everybody out there, uh, considering that the heat that uh, was going on and, uh, just, you know, just incredible toughness, some amazing stories out there. Uh, we still have people who are running the virtual race and, uh, some will be, uh, you know, turning the results here over the next few weeks, I know uh, Ed Barnett down in Panama City Beach, Florida, uh, kind of uh, synced his run to uh, finish uh, nine hours and 11 minutes at the same time we were finishing over in Colorado. And uh, he, uh, I think he ran about 31 miles out there. Willie Stennett out in California was also doing a uh, in sync, if you would. Uh, virtual run. And uh, again, we, I know we've got ev- several other people around the country, around the world even, who are uh, running it virtually. And so uh, obviously uh, excited to be able to send uh, finisher awards out to them. But um, you know, again, so, so thankful to everybody who came out and everybody who supported the run. It, uh, um, it is just inspirational seeing personal stories as well as being able to honor the uh, first responders, military service people and veterans the lives lost in, at 9-11, as well as the founder of the race, David Clark. And um, hopefully we, we did them all justice. And uh, certainly uh, it's, it's a lot of work to put on this race, but you know it obviously keeps me fired up to keep this race going, keep David's legacy going, because this is one of the really great things that he did during his lifetime that uh, I certainly want to see endure. And I, I, you know, I'm sure... He uh, would be looking down and uh, be so happy seeing everybody out there really digging deep and and putting it out there at the American Heroes run that he started. So um, thanks again, and thank you again for for listening to this recap. We've got some really exciting podcast episodes coming up here real soon. Uh, As mentioned earlier, we've got the winners, uh, both both male and female, of the Leadville Trail 100 running races uh, coming up here in the next couple of weeks. And so, uh, again, appreciate all your support of the We Are Superman podcast. And if you do enjoy the podcast, please share it with your friends or on social media. Please take a minute, give us a five-star rating where you get your podcasts. And obviously, would love it if you could uh, take some time and leave a review as well. Those things really help the We Are Superman podcast tremendously. 
And final message again, uh, you know, I know people are down on President Biden for making mandatory vaccinations. Uh, at, at this point, it's just, you know, whether it's mandatory or not, just, you know, let's team up. It's just like the way we all teamed up on 9-11, the way we teamed up at the American Heroes Run. Let's team up. Let's lick this virus once and for all. Let's lead our lives. Let's make America great again that way. Thank you again for listening and always be positive. 